Hi, welcome to the RPG Academy Show and Tell. Show and Tell is a show where we like to bring on somebody in the RPG space and talk about something cool they're working on. I'm Mo, and today we're talking to Porna Mazumdar, co-designer of A Stitch in Time RPG. Hi, I'm Purna. I am a game designer, writer, editor, and project manager based in India. And I have just co-created a game called A Stitch in Time, which is a duet TTRPG. And I've made it with my co-designer, Arman Babu. You said a duet TTRPG. Mm-hmm. Oh, that sounds awesome. Interesting. Intriguing. So it's basically a game that we thought of as something that two people could play. Um, and really any two people can play this, but it started mm-hmm. off as honestly a conversation where I was hitting on someone I just started seeing uh, in the most game designery way possible, which was, hey, do you want to design this game with me? <laughs> Is that is that, is that is that how TTRPG designers hit on each other? Is that the mating call of I the TTRPG designer? Yeah, I think I read that in the manual. I think, uh, yeah, that was definitely part of the orientation I got. Uh, so, yeah. Hey, girl, want to design a game? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't, you know, I'm not seeing anything uh, unappealing about it. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, Well, I want to talk about A Stitch in Time, but Mm -hmm. first, how'd you get into game design? Well, um, honestly, growing up, I didn't really have access to that many, even board games. So um, I grew up in India, and at the time, you know, you had very basic board games, and then it was only when I moved abroad to study and work and things like that, that I met people who had all these cool games that I'd never heard of, like Settlers of Catan, who even knew that existed, or Kingdom Builder, or Splendor, and all these amazing things. And around 2018, 2019, um, one of my friends said, you know, I feel like you would really enjoy playing role-playing games. And Initially, he pitched it as, it's kind of like improv for storytellers. And the idea of coming up with a story on the spot and being witty about it, um, which is what I understood it as in front of a group of strangers was terrifying. But when I started playing those games, I was just like, yeah, you know, this is amazing. I don't know why I've never done this before. And I don't know why I've never heard about this before, because TTRPGs aren't really anymore something you need a lot of physical equipment for. So I was really intrigued. And I realized once I started playing these games, you know what happens when you kind of like hear about like a book or a movie or something, and then you start seeing ads for it everywhere, which is kind of terrifying, but also useful. So as soon as I started playing these games, I realized how many people in my networks also enjoyed playing these games. Um, And through conversations, I kind of started feeling out um, like, do you think I could 
make games? I don't know. Me? Little old me? Um, obviously, this is before I realized you could um, use that to find relationships, as I previously mentioned. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, even without that, uh, I was like, wow, this could be really fun. Um, so a friend of mine said, you know, if you want to write for games, uh, the barrier for entry is pretty low. All you need is an idea and the willingness to sit down and write it. And so I gave it a go. Um, and through sort of uh, emailing people and messaging people uh, on Twitter and other fora, um, joining gaming Discord servers and things like that, I kind of learned about some opportunities, started applying. Uh, I went to Big Bad Con last year, met a bunch of really cool people and <laughs> present company included. Uh, and that was really a big jump in terms of knowing people I could uh, contact to see if they had any writing opportunities. So that was kind of how I got into game design. But this game, A Stitch in Time, is really the first time that I have participated in a game jam because it was essentially mm. created as a part of Drive Through RPG's Pocket Quest um, game jam this year. Nice. So, yeah. That's awesome. Welcome to the fold of game designers. Thank you. Um, There's like yes. jackets and stuff, right? I was told mine was in the mail. They're, they're, they're badges. We were oh, badges. sure. Yeah, that sounds easier <laughs> to mail. Yeah. <laughs> Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so what kind of uh, feelings or experiences would people get from playing um, A Stitch in Time, a duet TTRPG? Um, it's a game for a bunch of different types of people. It can be a game for people who enjoy telling stories. So this can be um, people who don't get to see each other very often, or they might be sort of tired of talking about the same things and want to create a story together, or people who are telling bedtime stories. So it could be for parents and their kids. Mm -hmm. um, uh, my partner recently uh, showed it to some family friends, so some uncles and aunties who were like, oh my, a game that can be played without computers. Cool. So, you know, it, it's really a game for anyone looking to tell stories through writing letters. And the idea is that you tell the story of a place and how it evolves over time. And in that way, you make that space your own um, between the two of you. Hmm. That sounds beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really curious, like, how does it work? <laughs> <laughs> so um let me start by actually telling you it's kind of like so there are these things called phantom islands um places which were marked down on maps by sailors cartographers at some point and for some reason whether on purpose or by accident uh on subsequent maps they disappeared so because Pocket Quest uh, 2023 was space-themed, we decided to um, make it so that there are layers of reality that are maps, 
you go to these places, which are phantom islands in space, places that have been forgotten, and you tell stories about them. And by telling those stories, you anchor those places back to reality. So now they will appear on all maps, on all layers of reality. And that's because you decided to tell their story. Wow, this is really beautiful. So I'm almost uh, getting a sense of, uh, I think it's the movie Coco. Oh, yeah. Where, where you remember people and they mm -hmm. continue to exist. Yeah. And if you forget about them, they go away. But for place instead of Exactly. People. Nice. You start playing um, like many TTRPGs by filling out a character sheet between the two of you. So you decide sort of uh, your names and maybe the origin year in which you existed. So mm -hmm. in which from which you are jumping to other streams in time. And then maybe say, so Mo, but what was the last book you read and what year was it set in? So it's really ironic you're asking this question because the last book I read was a book that is actually about Phantom Islands. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> Edgar Allan Poe's uh, only novel, Arthur Gordon Pym. Mm -hmm. And do you remember roughly what year it would be set in? I want to say it's set in the 1850s. Right. So say um, you and a friend of yours or mm -hmm. a family member um, decided you wanted to tell a story and about a place um you decided maybe that you were jumping from 1999 because you know everybody wanted to avoid y2k and um and your friend decided they were they could be jumping from a completely other uh year so maybe 2020 because again right. why would you want to be there and you decided you were going to jump, one of you was going to jump to 1850. Mm -hmm. So maybe that would be you. You would be one of the chronostellar cartographers, which is what you are. Mm -hmm. You work for the Dead Letter Company, which is what we called it because it's abbreviated to DLC, and that was fun. Okay. And you go to 1850, you roll some dice, and... Um, we have some tables that give you kind of prompts that help you describe the place. Um, so it can be uh, geographical features of the place. It can be uh, like the size of the city, town, or village. It can mm -hmm. be the thing that you want to describe. So when you arrive there, you can describe, um, you know, like a what kind of festival might be on or maybe something big happened in that community and you want to record it and so you write the letter to your um, fellow agent and just to make sure that the right person gets the letter mm -hmm. you include a little personal detail that you have predetermined so in this character sheet you will have said something like the fish flies at night or you know your equivalent between mm -hmm. the two of you mm -hmm. and you write that letter describing um, this place and what's going on with the prompts and you store it there. And then you roll a D hundred 
or 2D10s. -hmm. And so that determines how many years in the future your partner is going to jump. So they, if you're in 1850, they might jump to 1932. And they might, and then they will use another set of prompts to describe what's happening at that time because they find your letter and reply to it. Mm -hmm. And so you write a maximum of six letters altogether describing the place at different points in time. And at the last letter, you collect the folio, take it back to the dead letter company, put it in, file it, and there, thereby you have restored this phantom island to right, reality. Right, 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 right. So am I physically, is, is during the gameplay, am I physically writing letters? So um, in our imagination of it, um, you could do this literally with anyone, right? So mm-hmm. it could be with someone you live with. So you might decide that, oh, in this kitchen drawer is where we leave our letters. So you might write the letters physically, leave them one by one, retrieve them at a certain point in time. You don't even have to play it in one evening. You could play it throughout the week, throughout the month, right. whatever makes most sense for the time you have. And um, you can also play it by email with a friend that you know you don't get to see that often or mm that you are like, okay, well, in this kind of hellscape that the world has become, maybe we don't want to ask, you know, what's going on? How is that thing going? Maybe you just want to feel a connection with this person. And Mm -hmm. you can do that by telling a story together. So that's something you can do as well. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, Have you, so I don't know when you got into RPGs, but um, when I was a kid, Mm-hmm. They had games called Play by Post. Have you mm-hmm. heard of or played a Play by Post? I have heard of that. Yeah. Yeah. So this seems seems to be a very interesting and cool innovation on the Play by Post game. Yeah. Um, we we were thinking also that it would be fun to play by post, but um, it's also uh, I think one of those things where. Playing by post might appeal to us, but uh, I don't know how much playing by post will appeal to the wider public. Right, and just just to be clear, um, there was a time when play by post was putting your moves in the mail, Mm. but um, then there was a time when play by post was everybody would do their moves, and maybe moves would get executed every Friday night. So right. you'd still be online, mm. but um, everybody had like a week to submit their moves. Mm. And um, then, you know, the 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 host, the game master, whoever would resolve all of those moves and certain moves would cancel other moves out. And, um, you know, it, it, it's it's a just an interesting thing. And this being between two people makes it much less complicated. But yeah you know, also kind of helps uh, build community uh, when you don't want to talk about what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. Um, how would this work? You said you said bedtime story, and that stuck with me. How would this work as a bedtime story? Well, I think um, a lot of the, like, cousins and nieces and nephews that I've mm-hmm. um, interacted with, um, and friends, kids, I think 
there is a healthy proportion of kids who really want to participate in the story, you know, when you're mm. telling the bedtime story. And so if they were your co-creator of the place and describing it, um, I think it would be a really fun exercise to say, right, so tonight we're going to rescue this place and mm. you and I are going to jump to this year and because it's a phantom island in space or what we call phantom space debris because mm -hmm. that's how they're tre treated um it can just be anything they don't need to be historically accurate they can just use their imaginations to the to the fullest extent and they can really just create any place they could be mm -hmm. talking about a place where um you know you only see um purple cows and that's that community has a thing where Plato is really important to them and worshipped or something right, and it's, right. it's, it's just one of those things where I think in fact as a bedtime story creating activity might also just be something that you can create over several nights right so in mm -hmm. in a particular week you might be like well today I'm saying what happened in 1653 and tomorrow you're going to tell me what happened in the next time jump the next right. layer of reality right. um and so i think it can be a really nice bonding experience too and something that really um you know is a great thing to have documented as well these stories that you told with your kid or your this this child that you really care about or this person that you really care about um at a time when they were at their most imaginatively uh, fighting against sleep. Mm -hmm. um, I love this. Uh, what kind of structure is around what needs to go in a letter? Um, is it anything you want or does the game give you prompts to kind of formalize what goes in a letter? Right. So, um, there is kind of like a guide to what goes in the letter, mm -hmm. but it's it's pretty loose. So um, essentially, as I say, you need to verify that it's the two of you that are exchanging the letter. So that personal detail I mentioned. So maybe you want to mention, say, your family pet, and you mm -hmm. want to mention like something that they do. So like, um, you know, Snoopy has gone out the wrong door again. I don't know. And, um, or it could be, uh, maybe there's like a two line joke or like a, an in joke that you always say to one another when you're leaving the house, mm -hmm. um, that kind of thing. So as long as you mention that, and then really the rest of the letter, um, the prompts are there to help of course because they create different parts of the place and help you like fully describe what's happening at the time but you can essentially create whatever you like about the place um and especially because you're responding to each other's letters mm -hmm. one after the other um as long as you create it as a response then your stories will be connected right, so right, right. there's quite a lot of flexibility but if especially for people who haven't um, created stories before or might not be that used to it. The, I think the prompts table is really useful because it asks you, as I said, for geographical features, but also things like there's a local legend that talks about this thing, or there's this um, community event that celebrates 
the first time you successfully finish a video game, whatever, mm -hmm. you know, like mm -hmm. something that will appeal to one or both of you. And you just put whatever you like in the letter. It doesn't have to be super long as long as you describe those elements. Hmm. Um, does the storytelling have to go forward in time? Like, could somebody kind of, and you know, I'm okay, I, I'm a dad and I'm mm -hmm. thinking about playing this with my kid, right? Mm -hmm. And I can imagine mm -hmm. if we talked about the people who live there mm. and, uh, you know, every time the next letter happened, you mm. know, we have to talk about who died and who was born. Like, mm -hmm. you get engaged in developing this world that you're kind of destroying. So I think um, one of the ways in which it's useful to think about the places it is, it contextualizes the story um, on a longer time span. And of course, that it that is something that you can do, where you can say that, you know, these people used to live here, but, and they might, the same people might not be around, but their great grandkids or their great great grandkids and to, to show how like longer stories work. But also if that is something that you're not quite ready to discuss with your kid, I can completely see, uh, you know, rolling a D10 or a D20 instead of a D100 right, and just right, saying right. within some, within a lifespan to have that place and that community spoken about more specifically. Hmm. Okay. Um, <clears throat> this sounds absolutely charming and I really dig it. Um, did you guys create, or do you plan to create tools that it can, um, it can be played with more than two players? Yes, actually. Um, I'm glad you asked that. Um, so this was kind of, uh, what we had the space to create during the game jam, but mm -hmm. for sure, we really want to um, take this in a couple different directions. And one of the things is to be able to, uh, you know, incorporate more players and say an entire family wanted to play, you know, um, or an entire friend group. Mm -hmm. And so you take, um, you can basically, uh, even just as it is, I think you could uh, dec decide um, how many players you wanted with an extra D10 or a D6, and then you would be able to incorporate that many more layers of reality. You would just have to then have people jump to that many more years. And at the moment, I think... Uh, just as is, even though the character sheet only has space for two players at the moment, but notionally it can already be used for more than two players. Um, another thing that we're really excited about is for people who um, do like the idea of going into a story. So especially people who are used to or like uh, watching movies or consuming media about time travel and really getting into the what is happening at the time uh, in that space. Um, we're looking forward to creating modules that are essentially mysteries at that place. Mm. So it's it wouldn't be super obvious for the second agent where the letter was hidden. So maybe there would be like a puzzle to figure out 
both that that helps you both tell the story of the place, but also talk to more locals and solve a puzzle to find the letter and what that location might mean to the community. Right, right. Because you know, as you were saying that, I was like, yeah, this is a this this game feels much more like a RPG, like Microscope or mm. a Quiet Ear. Mm -hmm. um like world building um games i've played yeah. and less like you know the i inhabit a character mm -hmm. that i'm playing kind of kind of game so yeah. um and you know i think both are valid and you know long as they're fun like i'm i'm, I'm down <laughs> yeah i think uh part of that comes from the fact that both of us really enjoy world building so i think that kind of uh shows up uh in the game and i think um if you especially if you're a fan of fiction uh speculative fiction fantasy fiction um if you have you don't even need to be a fan of fantasy but um if you have ever read about a community or a world that you haven't encountered before in your life mm -hmm. and thought that would be really interesting to visit and to right to to consume more about this place um you can essentially write fan fiction about anything any place that's ever appealed to you right any time that's ever appealed to you thank you so much Perna. Is there, have you guys done, I, I think it would be really awesome. Like I could see almost a, a web series, uh, like any kind of APs about this game. So we haven't yet. Um, we have reached out to a few people to see if they would be interested in doing a playthrough on mm -hmm. podcasts and things like this. But um, as yet, uh, we haven't, actually recorded any APs, partly because um, this is convention season. So some of us are traveling to some right, conventions. Right, 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 right. But um, we're really hoping to do that, actually. I think it would be really, really fun, um, especially because I think it's going to be really interesting to see how people approach this game and the cultural prompts, uh, mm -hmm. depending on where they live in the world, mm -hmm. you know, nice. and what they think of as uh, what they think of as old fashioned or futuristic or what they think of as, um, uh, you know, different enough from their experience to be worth telling a story about. And some people like telling stories about the things that are familiar and some people like telling stories about things that aren't. So it's going to be really interesting, I think. Is this game available for people to, to go and get and play? It is. It is available both on Drive Through RPG and on Itch. It is available through Puna Makes Things on Itch and also DTRPG. Nice. Um, is there a website people can go to to get all the links? Mm -hmm. um, so my website is p o r n a dot c a r r d dot c o or purna dot card dot co um but if you search for a stitch in time or pocket quest okay. um you should be able to find these um links both for itch.io and for drive through rpg yeah 
Cool. And how can listeners support you if they're interested? Well, uh, Stitch in Time is available both through Drive through RPG and through itch.io. Um, Arman and I both have pages on itch.io. Mine is Puna Makes Things, um, and Arman's is Arman Automatic. Uh, if you want to find these links, um, we are also available on Blue Sky and Twitter, and you should be able to find those in our bios. Um, I also have a card, which is Puna, P O O R N a dot c-a-r-r-d dot c-o um but all of these links should be available in the description of this episode um if you want to buy the game it is five dollars um and it is on uh as i said itch and on drive through rpg if you want to buy the game and gift it that would be amazing too um, but if you just want to support us, both of us have the option to buy us a coffee. Nice. And uh, do you guys have a Discord or anything? To Not yet. Of... Not yet. But um, if you do buy the game, you will see that we have essentially uh, decided to call uh, any games that we create as a collaboration as part of um, a company that we're going to set up called Weave, which is um, <clears throat> which is actually stands for uh, Wordsmith and Empower Us Alia Ayakta Est, which is we won the gamble because we were feeling romantic. Oh. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, it is uh, Weave because we like weaving stories. So expect a whole bunch of storytelling games uh, from us. The next thing that you'll probably see um, is uh, later on this year, because one of the things that we were talking about is if you, as, as Christmas approaches, um, a lot of the things that you start to see and a lot of the media you start to consume is about having this perfect Christmas and having this perfect uh vacation or this amazing thing happened to you on vacation and somehow you end up at new year's with your life completely sorted out and so we wanted to give people the opportunity to create their own christmas movies um so the next game is going to be about creating your own christmas movie nice may or may that not be perfect but it's yours it definitely sounds intriguing <laughs> because those those Christmas movies wrap up so neatly. Yeah, they don't need to though. <laughs> well, thank you so much, Porna. Um, I appreciate your time, and it's awesome to hear about the stuff you're working on in the RPG space. And uh, I hope to talk to you again uh, about thank more you. of your games. It would be my pleasure, and thank you for having me today. Thanks for listening to the RPG Academy podcast. We do this show out of love for the hobby and the desire to be ambassadors, welcoming more people into this community. All of our website content will always be free to use and utilize. But there are expenses related to the show. And if you enjoy what we do here, then please consider supporting us in some way. You can do so as simply as rating or reviewing us on iTunes or your podcatcher of choice. If you're going to purchase anything through Amazon or DriveThruRPG, consider using our affiliate links first and then we'll get a small percentage sent back to us. 
You can do a single direct donation through PayPal using the paypal.me slash the RPG Academy or consider joining our Patreon campaign at patreon.com slash the RPG Academy. And for a donation as low as $1 a month, you'll get access to lots of extra goodies, including bonus minisodes, invites to monthly one-shot games, one-sheet adventures, and more. Please consider following us on Twitter and Facebook, or join our Discord, where we like to try to keep the conversation going with our fans as best we can, and are always looking to talk and chat more. Or do none of that. Just continue to listen and enjoy our show. Because honestly, that's enough. Thanks. And remember, if you're having fun, you're doing it right. We'll see you next time. The music used for our intro and outro is Fly a Kite by Spectacular Sound Productions, used under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike License.